Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the JRPG Report. It's good to be back. After a week off, we are here for episode 136 of your weekly JRPG news happenings, goings-ons, all the fun stuff. We've got a ton of stuff to talk about, as you might expect, uh, being two weeks since our last podcast. Um, It... (laughs) I'm, honestly, I'm almost relieved that I didn't do one last week because there really wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Now, the week since, there's been some happenings, and in particular, we had something pop up today, and that is what we are going to lead with. Again, it's so good to be back, and thank you for tuning in once again. So let's go to that news that just broke today, and that is we have a release date. For Atelier Raza 2, Lost Legends, and The Secret Fairy. This just uh, came out a couple uh, hours ago. So, in North America, it is indeed going to match that PC release date in Japan. That's what we had speculated on, and that is January the 26th of 2021. Our friends in Europe, a couple days later, in January on January 29th. Now... Here's uh, the only asterisk that goes along with that. Um, it will launch on 26th for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Switch, and PC via Steam. Like I said, a couple days later on the 29th in Europe. Now, the PlayStation 5 version is digital only. Uh, they didn't talk about it, but here's how I'm reading into that. If you purchase a PlayStation 4 version, you get the free upgrade to the old PS5 version. Now, obviously, physical copies are more expensive to make. This is, uh, you know, compared to some bigger titles, this is a smaller one. And, and uh, you know, these things are expensive. So I'm thinking that they're doing this as a cost-saving idea we're probably going to see that from a few other developers so just keep that in mind if you wanted to let's say you're getting that ps5 here in a couple weeks and you want to pick that one up you can do that but it's going to be digital only or go ahead and get that playstation 4 version that you need that physical copy of and then you get the free upgrade but yeah definitely wanted to let you guys know about that um i we haven't seen that yet, so it was kind of surprising when I first read that. But it kind of makes sense the more you, the more you think about the folks over at Koei Tecmo and Gus are, you know, doing things on a budget as we all kind of are these days. Uh, they did announce some new sub characters, and these are the folks that uh, Ryza and company are going to run into in the new capital city that they will be running around in. Uh, the first one is. A young woman by the name of Zafine Boydin, I guess that's how you say it, she manages the request bulletin board inside the cafe. So that's probably how you're going to get your daily, you know, quests and stuff to get some more experience and monies. We've got Dennis Holland. So I love how, you know, typically in JRPGs you have made up names that you never heard of, like Zephine, or at least I haven't ever seen that one before. And then you got Dennis, a very common name. And he is said to be one of the most skilled blacksmiths in the royal capital, where many artisans set up shop. He's also a skilled engraver and weapon manufacturer. 
So I guess he will be the one making all your, uh, well, I guess some weapons, as you know. Most of it, you still buy some weapons, but by and large, you do make a lot of the ones uh, in Ryza. At least you did in the first one and in these Atelier games. That's how you get the best stuff. You've got Romy Vogel, and she says it is a woman who runs a shop in the royal capital. Have your shop keeps. And then you have Cassandra Capapelli. She's the eldest daughter of a farmer. Of a farmland, so that's another person you're going to be running into. They did describe a little bit of battle, so I'll just read you their press release. It's not very long. I say, as Riza and friends embark on their journey, they encounter enemies and monsters throughout the land, and madness and mayhem ensue. Parties now include three battle members and one sub member, so we did get some clarification on that that just one sub member. And all heroes will now be aided in the game's exhilarating real time tactics battles, thanks to the ability to stack action points and core charge. As party members build up action points, characters will be able to unleash the skills in a row via the skill chain. By using the skill chain ability, the power of all skills increases as well as the amount of core charge gained in each attack. The function needed in order to also use items enable you to unleash devastating attacks like throwing waves of bombs. In addition, by using skills... Your gauge fills up, and after it exceeds a specific amount, your tactics level will increase. Of course, as your tactics level increases, the amount of times your regular attacks hit also increases. That was in the first one. And action points begin to build together up quicker. If your tactics level reaches the max, you now can activate this special technique, the Fatal Drive. Um, there were some new screenshots that went along with this. I uh, put them into a short little slideshow. And put it over on YouTube if you would like to check those out. There was only about 20 of them total, so not a ton of new stuff. But it did show off those new characters, as well as a screen or two from the game. Um, so, yeah, this is they also talked about the battle system, a new guarding feature you can defend. It is a way to... You have to do this with precise timing, they say. And it is a way to build up some of your skills, but it didn't actually say that decreases damage. So it's kind of just a way to build things up quicker. Uh, I don't know about that. We'll have to wait and see how it actually uh, works in an actual game. Um, they say, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, there's all kind of new old stuff. It's not worth going over. I was reading a different article that came out a few days ago, but yeah, that's all kind of the same stuff. So are you excited? We finally have that firm release date. Like I said, we kind of speculated that that was going to be the case. They wanted it to come out at the same time as that PC release date in Japan. So yeah, January the 26th of next year, we'll be having our to go back with Ryza and friends. And you guys know, I really, really liked the first one. And um looking forward to this one. That's a really quick turnaround. You're talking about a month and a half after its Japanese release date. Obviously, like the first one, it is does not have other voices, other languages in it as far as the spoken. It is on Japanese. You get to do a fair amount of reading. I've never minded that as as old school gamers know you. <laughs> You had to read quite a bit back in the day if you wanted to enjoy these games. So I've never really minded that too much. It would be kind of cool to hear these things in English, but it's not a deal breaker for me. But yeah, I'm really excited. That's a fast turnaround, and we'll be getting to play it 
Uh, not too long. Just uh, what, about three months from right now, we'll begin that sequel, and that's pretty cool. I do imagine this is going to be a trilogy. Um, that's the way the things usually work. They always come out in trilogies as far as Atelier games go. This one just focused on one character instead of on a uh, location or a theme type deal. So are you guys excited about it as well? I'd love to hear your comments. You can uh, check that out over on our Facebook group, JRPG Report. We're also on Twitter. Or just leave a comment on one of the videos on our YouTube channel, and I'll be happy to reply back, and we'll have a little conversation about that. So normally by now, we've got a big game coming up, a big release, and uh, that's about the time we'd be talking about some new media, new trailers, or whatnot, and we are less than two weeks away from... I can't even hardly believe I'm saying this because I'm so excited. The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 4 out in 12 days from this recording on the 27th of October. And it's really hard to contain my excitement. I, I really got to kind of pinch myself to, to know that it's coming so soon. A, a series I've been invested in for so long. No media, though. Um kind of puzzled by that, but maybe we'll get some sort of launch trailer here uh, sort of soon. I shared the other day a kind of a DLC um, trailer that was on Twitter and got some good response to that, kind of showing off the digital deluxe version and all the DLC that came included in that, but that's really been about it um, for a while. It's a little... It's a little odd, to say the least. However, do have a bit of bad news, and uh, both myself and uh, Michael were talking about this, and uh, Jordan, as adopters of the limited edition, we paid 40 extra bucks for this thing, and we get the email from NIS America. So if you've not checked your inbox and you ordered the limited edition of this game, you got some bad news waiting on you. So I'll just read out their email to you and uh, you will <laughs> kind of dive into what it maybe means. Um, Dear valued customer, we are reaching out to inform you on the status of the limited edition for Trails of Cold Steel 4 PS4. Due to an unexpected delay, the outgoing shipments for pre-orders of the game for both NIS on. NIS America online store and the Europe online store will be affected. We aim to begin shipping orders during the release week for the America store and during the week of November 2nd for the European store. We are working diligently to expedite the process and minimize any further delay. Updates will keep you, our customers, informed. Thank you for your patience and support at this time. Well, you don't have either of those NIS America online store. You have nothing but uh, smirks and from me. This game, it's nothing new. This, why is this happening? <laughs> and so it just appears like instead of getting it, what on? It's a Tuesday, right? The twenty seventh. Yeah, instead of getting it on Tuesday, the shipments are going to start that week for us in America, and start the week of November second for those in Europe. What does that even really mean is anybody's guess. I, as soon as I hear something, I will share it with you guys. Um, 
course, if you were getting this, you'll you'll get it right away. As far as I know, the standard edition and of course digital are not affected. This is only the limited edition of the game. So it's one of those deals like I've waited this long. I can certainly wait a bit longer, but it's also one of those things like, you know, a game everybody's going to be playing, and now I'm going to be waiting a couple days for it. And so it's hard not to really get upset about this when this just happened with <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. These special editions and limited edition type deals were affected. And, of course, that was at the height of the pandemic, so at least it had a pretty good excuse like, in America, they didn't even, like, throw out an excuse. They're just like, ah, you know, unexpected delay. Give me something. You know, we're not dumb. You only leave us to speculate on what that reason really is. Like, I'm trying not to get too upset, but it's kind of hard not to. It just it feels unnecessary, and maybe this all gets sorted out by then, and it magically shows up on Tuesday. I just don't really anticipate. The only thing for me personally is I am extremely enjoying Genshin Impact, and that will hold me over until then. But like everyone else, I wanted to be playing this game on Tuesday the 27th, and it just doesn't appear that that's going to be the case. And that stinks. It really does. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You guys can tell that I'm not happy about it. And I know a couple of you guys are not going to be either there's been a push and with these new consoles coming out it feels like this is the last generation of physical copies of games we're all going digital here very soon but i would guess by the next you know playstation 6 and the next xbox it feels like that's going to be all digital and it almost feels like there's a kind of that push away from not only physical but collector's editions which Makes no sense because we know companies make a lot of money on these things. Otherwise, they wouldn't do them. So maybe, you know, that's that's an opportunity for still to get physical copies. It's through limited editions, but they're not doing a great job with getting these things out there um, at the same time, which is the promise. So I'll stop rambling right there, and we'll get back to some more positive news <laughs> next. I just got a message from my buddy uh, Jake, so that reminds me to preview not this Sunday's, but next Sunday's uh, Sunday special. We're going to take this one off, and uh, we're actually recording this weekend. We're going to do a big Legend of Heroes talk, kind of maybe focus more on the Cold Steel titles this time. He is replaying Back Through 3, which I didn't get a chance to do myself, so it'll be kind of a refresher for myself as well. There definitely will be spoilers. We'll maybe try to keep more of the spoiler stuff to the second half of it if you want to tune in the first one just to get a refresher course on things. But looking forward to that uh, talk. We've actually not got a chance to speak before, so this is kind of a, kind of neat that we can get into that and... Um, Get even more hyped up for the uh, yeah trails of cold steel four. Just again, really hard to <laughs> hard to think it's that close. So, like I mentioned before, I am definitely having fun with um, Genshin Impact. If you guys have not got a chance to check it out, I highly recommend that you do that. Um, it's free. <laughs> um, don't know why you wouldn't. Want to at least give it a try. 
keep in mind what it is is it it does have gotcha elements so obviously these developers need to make money in some way shape or form because it's a free game as long as you realize that going into it it's a great great game like they have really created a world uh, that's a lot of fun to explore. They just released uh, the other day that they had surpassed 100 million in earnings. Keep in mind they didn't charge anything. So this is people giving them money voluntarily for a quality product. In my opinion, obviously there's some things that you need to watch out for. That uh, like if you've got your card linked up on the PlayStation Store and it just does automatic purchases, just be careful. You might. Uh, <laughs> might want to put a password lock on those things or, or whatnot. Of course, it's on mobile and PC as well. I did have some reports. Like I said, Hans had a, a bit of a problem with the, the PC version of it. I'm playing on PlayStation 4. They fixed all the bugs that I noticed in the beta. Can't speak to how the, the mobile version is working, but it's chugging along just fine on my PlayStation, and um, I'm having a ball with it. If you'd like to check out some of my live streams, you can do that on our YouTube channel if you're curious as to what it really looks like and if that is something that uh, that you'd really be interested in. Uh, a story from uh, about a week ago when we were not here. If you'd like to check out the new opening movie for Go Go 5 Gibson game <laughs> Neptune Reverse, that still gets me every time I'm trying to uh, trying to say that title. Hopefully we do get something a little bit more Western when it decides to come this way. It features the theme song for share double exclamation point. Uh, yeah. So that's the opening movie. If you'd like to check that out, you know where to head to over on YouTube. It features vocals by Zway <laughs> lyrics by Asami and composition arrangement and electric guitar by Erikin. Uh, of course, the game is due out for PlayStation five on December the 17th in Japan. Still no word on a Western release. I would guess maybe April. Seems like a decent time that, for that one to come out. So yeah, you can you can check that out if you would like to. I'm excited to get in there and play that one um, at some point in time. I'm not real sure. Uh, an interesting little tidbit came out last night that Bandai Nemco had trademarked Tales of Lumeria. In Europe, so these things often pre predate announcements and um, things that may or may not happen. Uh, this was back on October thirteenth. They had trademarked it. It does not belong to any Tales game that we know of. We we obviously know they just released Tales of Crestoria for mobile platforms, and they're working on Tales of Arise. Um, this is brand new announcement. I would have to guess it's another mobile offshoot. Just pure guesswork. Really have no way of knowing what it is, but it's interesting. And um, you don't trademark something for nothing, I wouldn't think. We'll, we'll keep kind of an eye on that one. Not real sure what, what that's going to amount to, but as soon as I know, I'll let you guys know. Another game that was coming out in just a month has been delayed. That's Christ Tales was uh, originally supposed to come out on November the 17th and now has just been delayed to what they're saying is early 2021. Um, 
They say the decision to delay was a tough one, but it was made to ensure the developers at Dreams Unincorporated and SYCK have a chance to bring the best version of Christ Tales to fans anxiously, <laughs> anxiously awaiting its release. Modus Games CEO Christina Steele or Seal said in a press release, I'm going to guess this had a lot to do with not only its release date and timing, but the fact that they want this to be on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series, these next gens. Maybe they just couldn't get that all to work just right. They wanted to have a simultaneous release rather than these new ones. If I had to guess, um, they didn't say it, so <laughs> I'm, I'm having to uh, speculate on what's going on. Because I didn't see anything in the demo that made me say, huh, they need to work on this some more. It looks solid. So maybe just some new new polish <laughs> to get this thing up and running. We'll just have to wait and see when that new one, new release date is. Like I said, right now it's just early 2021. I'll keep you posted once I figure out what that new date is. I forgot to mention there is a new trailer out for Christ Tales, showing off some of the new characters um, with that new release date. Forgot to kind of throw that in there at the end when I was talking. Um, we're going to be getting some news soon on Bravely Default 2. The company said in a tweet commemorating the 8th anniversary of the original Bravely Default. Quote, the information on Bravely Default 2 will be released soon, so check it out. <laughs> uh, the tweet reads... Um, there's also some artwork released in comm- commemoration of that. Uh, it's hard to believe that it's been eight years ago. <laughs> this game is due out in 2020 for the Switch. I don't think it's going to make it. Uh, <laughs> um, that was obviously a goal, but I can't imagine. We've seen very little from this title in a while. And with no firm release date, with um, two and a half months to go left in the year, I don't see it. Maybe they surprise us and get this thing out right for Christmas, but I'm going to guess we're not going to see it um, until next year. But as soon as we hear something, I will let you know. I don't, as one of those deals, like, I don't know why they just didn't go ahead and do that on that anniversary of October the 11th. Seems like a good time to give an update, not coming soon but you know that's that's kind of what you get sometimes yeah. <laughs> uh, TGS 2020 just wrapped up a few weeks ago and it was a success from an online standpoint they said that they had 31.6 million views for the various videos that were presented uh, during that Um yeah, over the five days period from September 23rd until the 27th. Um, that sounds like a lot. I think that would be a success. They did announce that plans are for a return to a physical event next year. And that will be at, uh, I think that's the same place they usually have it at, um, from uh, September 30th until October 3rd of 2021. Hopefully, <laughs> the world is a little bit back to normal by that point. I know I'm hoping for that, and um, maybe we can't get a complete return to big, massive events like that, but have them in some sort of 
form and fashion in a physical, maybe have a little bit more, you know, safety protocols in place. I don't see that being a problem, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, one of the ones that came out while I was on break, there was some new images released for the remake of Near Replicant. Um, I, I completely missed the story the day that it came out. So uh, you can check the link to that on our Facebook page and kind of check them out for yourself. I, Of course, I beat Automata, and it was excellent. So I'm really looking forward to playing this one now and kind of seeing what the parallels are there between the two games, if any. It'll be interesting to check that out. Uh, if you've been looking forward to Digimon Survive, we kind of shared a couple days ago that it was looking like it was going to be delayed, and indeed it has been. Um, it will now just appear later in 2021. Um, they said that there will be a next development update shared in the spring of next year, and they definitely cited that these difficult times, i.e. the COVID-19 pandemic, was cited as part of the cause for that delay. So getting an update in the spring, it looks like this one could even um, be pushed back in past that point, maybe summer or fall even. Digimon Survive is coming to the Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC now sometime in 2021. Sad news, and but at least we kind of knew that one was coming and if you've been looking forward to it, that kind of stinks, of course. Charles Amana's version 1.10 update is now available. We talked about this one previously that it added the, added the no future and export difficulty settings along with some bug fixes. I detailed all those in a previous podcast. If you haven't been paying attention, you should go back and uh, check those out. But yeah, I won't go... I won't go back through all those changes again, but just know that that update is now uh, is now live. Um, yeah, that's that seems like a good time as any. We'll take a quick break. Have our sponsors at from Anchor. Be back with the second half. Maybe a bit of a longer show. We'll just see um, here on the JRPG Report, episode one hundred and thirty six. All right, everybody, welcome back again. Thank you so much for tuning back in after a week off. It was a fun time down on uh, on my JRPG island, although I did not actually play any. Um, I had uh, my brother came with my wife and my child this time, so we kind of did some brother bonding time. And as we all know, our genre doesn't exactly lead to buddy time. <laughs> it's more of a solitary endeavor. And I didn't want to be that guy sitting over in the corner, you know, ignoring everybody uh, playing. I did get some uh, some fun little uh, new Super Mario Brothers uh, on the DS time in. That was a lot of fun. But kind of just wanted to chill out and take a little break from everything. And uh, it was it was a nice little trip. And uh but I'm so glad to be back and talk with you guys. One quick piece of housekeeping news, so to speak. Um, I I am still employed. Don't don't get me wrong, but I am looking for a, a second stream of income. Some of my other income streams have um, been affected <laughs> by the pandemic, um, so I am currently uh, hopefully about to accept another uh, job to bring in some cash. It might affect the schedule. 
release time. Um, if if it does pan out, I'll probably just go ahead and say it. Sundays are going to be tough to do. Um, I will still commit to a weekly podcast. Anything past that, I don't know if that's going to be possible or not. I'll just have to be honest with you guys. So I love doing the weekly thing, and that's no problem. But uh, anything more than that's going to be, or at least will be, uh, it's not going to be every week. <laughs> Maybe like once a month, we'll we'll do like a special or something like that. If uh, if it warrants, you know, maybe some more chats with people stuff. It's just a lot more fun. Just throwing it out there. But anyway, back to the news. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us every day on uh, Facebook. Uh, we send out some tweets on the old Twitter, and I try to post something. Pretty much every day, if possible, over on our uh, YouTube channel. It just kind of depends if uh, if it's possible or not. If you have Xbox Game Pass, you can play, perhaps, a lot of people would say it is, uh, the best Tales game, and that is Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. It is on there. Um, Is it on there now? I see that's the 15th. Yes, as of today, October the 19th, you can now play it. So that is a very cool edition. Of course, it's been on sale here. You could have picked it up pretty cheap, but hey, if you've already got Game Pass, that seems like one of the best games you can play for it, no doubt. Uh, what was it? Um, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is on sale right now. I think it's down to thirty nine ninety nine. Whatever it's on sale for, it's a good good deal. You're getting a whole lot of game uh, for the money, so you'll definitely want to uh, check that out. There was some new media this week. We got a new trailer for Yakuza Like a Dragon. It was called The Quest Begins. <laughs> Dek- detailed some of the side things that you can do, including kart racing, batting cages, the Sega arcades, uh, karaoke, all kinds of crazy insanity that's going on in this game. You will, <laughs> you gotta check it out. It is a fun trailer. This game looks like it's gonna be a blast. Um, like I said, I'm not picking this up day one, but it is certainly gonna be something that I want to get down the road because it looks kind of insane. Uh, if you are getting this one for Xbox Series X, I uploaded uh, I think it's about six minutes of playtime on it, so you can kind of see exactly how it runs. I don't see a ton of difference. I didn't see a ton of difference, to be honest, in the PlayStation 5 version either. But that may be one of those deals like you really need to play it, you know, on your TV, actually on the system and have it side by side to see any type of noticeable differences. I I just I don't see a huge difference in those, but I don't have hands on time, which is probably what you really need in order to make that kind of um that kind of judgment call. Um, Hunter, there it is. Monster Hunter Rise shared some new tidbits of information and screenshots. Uh, you can check out my link to that. Um, it's quite lengthy. Um, this was from several publications, including 4Gamer.net, Eurogamer, IGN. They all covered, um, covered this from head to toe. And, uh, it, there's a lot of information there. I'm not, I'd have to spend probably an entire podcast going over you never one. So this is something that uh, piques your interest. If you're looking forward to this one, it was a uh, interview with the series producers and directors. So you'll get that information 
right from them. And uh, you can check that out anytime over on our Facebook page. I will make sure I've shared that <laughs> now that I speak about it. Because some of these ones while I was on vacation, I definitely missed. So we'll have to uh, go back and check that out. Uh, speaking of things you can do right now on October 15th, you can go check out the Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory demo. It features six playable songs. And that was, uh, you can check that out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, for PS4 and Xbox One, it is just for Australia, Canada, Japan, New Zealand, and the US. Same ones. Yeah, same for the Xbox One uh, Switch owners, only in Japan and the US on that. So it's not for everybody quite yet. Don't really understand why not, but it is what it is. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory is due out for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on November the 11th in Japan and November 13th in the West. The demo version features four field battle music stages and two co-op music stages for a total of six songs. Play data and records will not be saved. Remember we mentioned that there was a Final Fantasy 16 website in development that has uh, at least gone live in some aspects. The website reads that they are looking for staff to assist in creating the world of Final Fantasy 16. This includes creating various ages, areas slash stages, cutscenes, and character animations. While basic development and scenario production has already been completed, we are continuing to create resources and boss battles and expanding our development tools. That's a pretty cool little statement there. Basic development and scenario production have already been completed. So they're, they appear to be further along than maybe we thought. What does that ultimately mean? We'll have to wait and see, but you know, I think the standard of a game gets teased. It goes underground. We get, Trailers here and there, and then it comes out, you know, eight years later. Let's hope that is far in the past. Um, this just got basically announced a few weeks ago. So it is the tail end of 2020. Let's hope that we get this in three or four years. I think that's the best we could probably hope for. If we get it shorter than that, amazing. But being this is for a brand new system... They've had some time to work on it. I mean, the the trailer flat out said it was running on a PC. So <laughs> um, it shouldn't be that hard to put this thing over to PlayStation 5 in the end. But maybe they're further on into, you know, they're looking for people to help with it. A um, We're going to get a new, we'll get some information on it early 2021 from what they're saying. But yeah, I'm, you know, when it came out, I was kind of a little bit, on the fence, didn't really love the battle system, but everything else I really liked. And that obviously there's time to work on those things. And maybe it's, maybe it's done correctly. We'll just have to wait and see. I can overlook a lot of things if I, uh, <laughs> if I really like what's going on. Um, this is, this broke out the other day and it is what it is. So I'll just read it to you. Um, it seems that Level 5's North America branch is 
quote-unquote running on a skeleton crew of staff members. Um, if you understand what that means, that they are just barely staying staying open. Um, news broke through GameIndustry.biz that said that uh, the team has greatly cut back. And think about it, Level 5 hasn't done a whole lot in North America no word on it that Nino Kuni mobile game is even coming outside of Japan. Certainly no news of a Nino Kuni three um, or anything else level five related coming outside Japan. So um, it, the last thing that they mentioned was a Western localization for Yokai watch four. This was announced back in July of 2019 and no further details have been disclosed. Um, it's also been brought to the attention that, uh, North America's social media accounts for Level 5 have been mostly inactive. Um, so it kind of sounds like they are pulling back quite a bit on anything outside Japan. So one of two ways to look at this. Either they're in financial trouble, and this is the beginning of the end, or they're obviously everybody's dealing with the same problems they are recognizing this problem and pulling back in order to save money. They come and do Japan only, and then maybe they do like the Falcom model, right? Falcom does not do their Western localizations. They get a company like NAS America to do that. Maybe they go that route, and they're saying, we don't even know what the next thing we're coming out with in outside Japan, so let's pull these things back. Let's save some cash. And when we get something ready to go worldwide, we will do that. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Um, you never know with these announcements. But you kind of kind of read into it a little bit. But I'm going to take the optimistic view of it rather than, let's say, all the ones, you know, I've put out some several bits of media on Disgaea 6 and on YouTube in particular, the reaction for it has been largely negative. So a lot of people are coordinating the financial problems with NIS, with NIS and saying, this may be the last Disgaea game that we get because it doesn't look up to quality. We don't like it. And this may be the beginning of the end. Level 5 has been doing this for a long time and they are beloved. I really hope that's not the case. <laughs> um, they've got a lot of... IPs that I hold near and dear and would love to see more of. So hopefully this is just a smart move by them and that's what they're doing. As soon as I hear any more information about it, of course, I will pass it along to you guys. All right, I hope I get these names right because I've never heard them pronounced before. Um, Ciel No Surge, Requiem for a Lost Star DX, and Air No Surge, Ode to an Unboard Star DX. Uh, these are Gust-developed adventure and RPG titles. Will launch for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC via Steam on January 28th, 2021 in Japan. Publisher Koi Tecmo announced in the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu. Uh, these games first released back on the Vita back in 2012 in Japan. Um, so we've... As far as I know, oh no, okay, that's the Erno Surge got a PlayStation 3 version worldwide in September of 2014. 
followed by Vita in 2015. So um, maybe we're getting the previous game in that, or at least they're coming out in Japan. No word on a Western release uh, yet. Um, I'm not familiar with these ones, but uh, since it's Koi Tecmo and Gust, kind of probably know what you're getting with these. But, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see if they end up coming to the West or not. I will let you guys know um, when that happens. Uh, got three stories. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's that's a wrong one. I've got two stories about Final Fantasy XIV. Um, they say that Patch 5.4 will launch in early December. The PlayStation 4 version will be playable on PlayStation 5. And then there is a new information event set for February of 2021. Uh, first with PlayStation 5, uh, producer and director Noki Yoshida announced plans to support the PlayStation 4 console version on the PlayStation 5. <laughs> Players will be able to utilize the in-game PS4 Pro display settings and the PS5 hardware to ensure quick Load times. Uh, patch 5.4 is futures rewritten. This is for early December 2020. Uh, new content and updates, new scenario quests, new raid dungeon, Eden's Promise, uh, new trials, new dungeon, new Unreal Trial, Blue Mage update, new Explorer mode, performance action update, triple triad updates. Um, save the Queen update, adjustments to PvE and PvP actions, updates to Ocean Fishing and Dungeon Mahjong, Treasure Hunt Dungeon updates, new user interface skins, and more. <laughs> uh, there also is the Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, what are they calling this thing? It's an event, yeah, it, the uh, February 2021 affair. Um, I don't know what they're calling this. I thought they had a, a name for this, but yeah, anyway, there's a fan, there's an event going on in 2021 <laughs> in a February. I will pass on some more information to you when that comes up and what exactly that's going to be involving. Not, not real sure just yet. A couple... One, two, three, until the Arise of Two, little tidbits to share with you before we wrap this one up. Uh, there is going to be a Until uh, the Arise of Two Famitsu DX edition, and it has some interesting Arise <laughs> leg work on its cover. Just, uh, just her legs. That's <laughs> that is seriously what's on the cover. I kid you not. Um, yeah, there's this. I don't know if this one's going to be outside Japan or not. Uh, there's a wall hanging poster, an acrylic poster that comes with this one, as well as this um, really crazy 3D crystal. So you kind of put it on its base and it lights up and rotates with these different colors going through it. It's really awesome looking. Um, no, <laughs> no word if we can get these things or not outside Japan. Of course, you, I mean, you can get it if you want to, obviously. Um, check out the link 
that you can uh, check out and try to get one of these things. I don't know. They're crazy looking, to say the least. Um, pretty. <laughs> these are these are two fun stories. So first off, the Gus Development team said uh, when they were just answering a question, this is not going to happen or not happen. But if Nintendo were to approach them. Uh, they they would say yes to Rise of Bing and Super Smash Brothers. How crazy would that be? Um, don't know if there's any any concreteness to this story whatsoever. I think it was kind of just uh, kind of just a hypothetical question. And um, he said, "I don't think we're a part of Nintendo's plans, but if they asked us if they'd like for it to be included, uh, I think the whole development team would respond with a big yes." Uh, there's been speculation for a long time that we would get like Rex or a pirate Erythra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in Smash. I mean, Smash has got everybody on the planet in there, right? Why not somebody like Ryza? That would be pretty interesting to say the least. I'd give that one about a 5% chance of actually happening. <laughs> but at least the developer said, um, sure, that, that sounds great. Uh, one last thing to pass along. Um, they confirmed that there will be no censorship in this title in terms of changes being made. The version that comes out in Japan is the one that's going to come out in the West. Uh, this all came up due to concerns over the um, TGS footage from back in September, and people noticed that the Japanese trailers had some, quote, differences. Um Here's the message to the fans. Despite the differences in the Atelier Rise 2 promotional videos recently shown at TGS, we want to assure fans that the game itself will not be censored in the West. Look forward to everyone looking forward to this. I, I don't know what differences. I didn't see watch them side by side. When you make trailers, you make it for the audience. Okay, so I can see why the trailers will be different. They're marketing it to different aspects, but... I, I think that's excellent to know that there's not going to be any censorship of this title, nor, I mean, I don't think there ever should be. Um, put some warnings on there. Um, if it's catered towards the appropriate audience, then I don't have any problem with that. Obviously, you don't want you know kids getting a hold of mature games. That's not what I'm talking about in terms of censorship. I'm saying the game that the developers make is the game that we should get, whether you think it's culturally appropriate or not, that's on you. You know, that's the developer. If you don't like it, then don't buy it. <laughs> it's not like we don't know about these things before they come out. They're, they're out in Japan for months before we get them in the West. So that's always been a, a big sticking thing for a lot of gamers. And it's good to hear that that's at least not going to be the case. Um, <laughs> the case with this one. Uh, that's that's all I got for you guys. I kind of sped through some things. We had a lot of things to talk about, um, but uh, certainly exciting getting Riza in the West uh, in a very timely fashion. Like I said, um, I'm having a great time with Genshin Impact. If you'd like to join me on PlayStation 4, um, I need to remember to do this. I want to change my name and to join there, but I've only got co-op mode unlocked so far. you got to get to a certain point. I think in order to uh, unlock, uh, be able to play with other players. So 
I'm still kind of figuring all that stuff off. I had I had a week off, so I'm a little bit behind and still trying to uh, trying to catch up. But I would invite you to check that out and let me know if you uh, if you're enjoying that one too. I think you will. I really do. It's a lot of fun and uh, a huge huge world to explore. I can't uh, I can't state that quite enough. Um, remember, next Sunday we'll have our talk with Jake, but we'll be back hopefully <laughs> next Thursday at the uh, same time and uh, have another great podcast for you guys. My name is James Fisher. This has been the JRPG Report, episode 136. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, uh, if you are so inclined and want to support the podcast, you can easily do that via the link below. You can do it straight through Anchor, or we have Patreon as well. Just search for JRPG Report, and you'll find that there. I would greatly appreciate it. All right, guys, it's that time, so get back out there and level up.